Welcome to the Leading by History podcast, where we take our listeners on a journey, walking and talking our way through history to delve into some of the deepest thoughts, concepts, ideas, issues, and challenges. We know you're going to enjoy your time with us. Come along for the journey, Leading by History. We look forward to getting to know you better. Welcome back to another episode of the Leading by History podcast. This is your host, Masayahu Israul. Uh, it's exciting for me to be able to introduce to you the, the coming series that we'll be doing on indigenous warrior arts practitioners. Uh, we're going to speak with three masters of their uh, respective arts. We're going to talk to Farisi Daniel Marks of the 52 Blancs. Constellation Global System, C52G. We're going to also speak with Kiyoshi Roger Dabney, uh, who does an American karate self-defense system. And then we're going to be speaking with Kumu Michelle Manu, who is a master practitioner and teacher of the ancient Hawaiian art of Lua. So I wanted to introduce this series because all three of these folks I know and have had some very good and deep personal conversations with. I respect their knowledge and their understanding of what they do and their respective arts. And it's something deeper than just kicking and punching and, <laughs> and that kind of thing when it comes to understanding the warrior art. African and indigenous warrior arts or indigenous warrior arts when we're speaking about folks outside of just the American context. The warrior arts are a part of every civilization from the ancient world until now. Every civilization has had some form of self-defense going as far back as we can to the beginning of time with what we have in written history. Okay. As long as there's a, a sharp stone, there's a weapon. As long as there's the ability to extend and make a fist, there's a punch, a strike. So many times we've been duped to think that what is called the martial arts, martial coming from the root word Mars, who was the god of war, uh, and this is how folks have begun to refer to it. I refer to these styles as indigenous warrior arts to not give credence to uh, just the Greek perspective on that. There were warriors before the Greeks had ever shared their belief systems with the world in ancient Africa. Every civilization has, has a form of self-defense, period. We as human beings naturally block. As human beings, we can naturally strike. If something jumps out at us from the bushes, right, at night, we swing and flail, right? This is a form of defense. When you get into the warrior arts, it's talking about a system, if you will, that has been created so that there is no freestyling involved. There's a muscle memory that's created through the repetition of certain strikes and certain blocks. 
And every system may have some strikes or blocks which are similar to each other, but they're all natural physical movements of human beings. Some folks in their warrior arts have infused spiritual systems inside of their art. So there may be in the practice of Wudang, uh, Wudang Shu Gung Fu or Kung Fu from the Wu-Tang style, there's a heavy Taoist approach to the philosophy of the practice. Shaolin, Gung Fu or Kung Fu rooted in a, uh, in a Buddhist understanding and philosophy and perspective on life, right? So many times folks will infuse their spiritual systems with what they do. I, I mentioned the ancient Greeks and you're talking about the god Ares as he was known and then also known as Mars the god of war of the Greeks and Romans. Of course, the fighting that the Greeks did, they did in the name of their gods and goddesses. Athena, the warrior goddess, the goddess of war and wisdom, right? So I want you to understand that it's only natural that a group of people that have an indigenous religious practice are going to somehow infuse their personal belief systems, philosophies of life, into the practice of their arts. That is not always the case. Uh, there's some forms, I guess, of self-defense courses that were created that don't infuse a religious perspective. Krav Maga coming out of Israel is a self-defense, a warrior fighting system that was developed in Israel. But very few times when I've seen Krav Maga practice, have I heard them open up with the famous prayers, Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu. I haven't heard that. I haven't seen Torah being recited during Krav Maga practice. Now, there is an ancient Israeli art form that is practiced by some of the Sephardi and some Mizrahi Jews. And this is a, a spiritual system that was handed down for a long period of time. It's based in the Hebrew alphabets and, and in the strikes of animals, etc. And only a few people know of this particular art. But Krav Maga is not like that. And so there is no there's no Judaism in Krav Maga that I've ever seen in any practice. So every self-defense form or warrior art form does not always infuse a religious belief system into its practice. Now, because sometimes practitioners have religious backgrounds and views, then they, as they teach a specific art, will infuse their personal beliefs into the art to give understanding. For example, 52 blocks, there are those who practice uh, African spirituality and infuse that into the work that they do with the art. But then there are those who are members of the 5% nation who also learned a form of it and they use their supreme mathematics to explain certain parts of the blocks. These spiritual systems, cultural systems, are completely different than one another. You know, the African spiritual system, any kind of uh, Yoruba or other forms of indigenous African spirituality, nowhere near that which is the 5% nation's system of understanding and philosophy. Yet there are people from these different beliefs who practice that art. So again, people do infuse sometimes their values and their beliefs into what they do, but it's how they make sense of the specific art. 
So there is an element when we interview Kumu Michelle Manu of the ancient Lua system of Hawaii, she delves a little bit in that conversation into this belief in deities. And there is a higher level of her art that emphasizes that, right? But that's not what the average person is being taught when they come to one of her sessions. So again, it's so important for us to understand these things because some folks will be concerned about learning a fighting art because they're concerned about a religion being pushed on them through that art. And that is not always the case because self-defense is natural to human beings and has existed most likely beyond the time that religion existed as these critical institutions and governing bodies. So you're going to hear in the this coming series a little bit from these three different styles. Again, Farisi Daniel Marx is going to talk about the 52 block system, uh, some of its philosophy and science. Kiyoshi Roger Dabney is going to talk about the American system that he adapted, how he learned kickboxing and then American karate style. But then there's a freestyle element there incorporated with a little bit of self-defense that makes his system unique. And it's not an Asian system, if you will. Michelle Manu, coming from the Hawaiian background, folks would refer to as Pacific Islander, is very clear in my conversation with her that Pacific Islanders don't really like the designation of Asian and being lumped together with folks way over in another part of the world. So we've got to get some understanding and these three folks are going to take us through that in the coming episodes. I wanted to do an introduction so that you could be clear and aware of what was coming. And I want to thank you for being with us and having patience with us as we have been going through a lot of transitions and taking an extended period of time to get some of these things uploaded for you so that you can enjoy. So that's why this series is coming and you will see these interviews coming up closer back to back to each other than normally we would do because you've had to wait for so long to get this information. So I hope that what you're about to hear and what we're about to embark upon is something that's inspiring, something that uh, makes you want to continue to listen and learn and recognize the power of indigenous warrior arts. So thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, when I speak with you, I say to you, peace.